You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 41. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It, a podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. My name is Tiffany, and I am your host. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. If this is your fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, ninth, 41st time, welcome back. Before I get into this week's episode, I want to share a few pre-show announcements. The first is that the Show notes for this week's episode will be available at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com. The show notes are basically the blog for the podcast that allow you to take a look at the links that I mentioned in the episode, and you can also listen to the episode using your web va- browser right from the website. I don't know why I have this like weird heavy tongue thing going on today. The next announcement is that I have created a listener survey. And if you could visit the podcast show notes for this week's episode, you can also go to bit.ly slash TIFF South survey. So that's bit.ly. I'm sure most of you have seen at least one time the kind of shortened links that bit.ly offers. And I created a short link just for this survey. And so if you take that survey and the idea is really just for me to get more of an insight into who you are and how I can use this podcast and some of the content that I'm creating across the internet. Um, That includes Facebook. I've been doing a series of Facebook lives that includes Instagram that includes my blog, which I will be starting up again very soon. That includes my coaching. So I just want to understand who you guys are and what you guys are dealing with and how I can help and how I can um, try and hopefully make a difference in your career and personal development goals. The uh, next piece is that if you'd like, you can follow me on social media at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs. You can follow the podcast at How Does underscore She Do It, and this is on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, if you have not already done so, so already, I really would appreciate if you left a preferably five star rating and review in the iTunes Store or wherever you le- listen to this podcast. I know that there are there's Acast, there's Overcast, there's Tune in. There's um, Stitcher, Google Play Music. If you listen to the podcast and tweet it out, I've been getting actually a few tweets from some people who have been listening to the show and then tweeting that they've been listening to the show right from the app that they've been listening to it from. And I really appreciate that. So if you feel free or feel so inclined, share it with people, let people know that you're getting value from it because it makes a difference. When I know you're getting value from it, that means that I'm either doing something right. If I'm doing something that not so right, you can also let me know. You can send me an email to Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com and I will get back to you. Maybe not right away, but I will get back to you because I really appreciate reaching out to to me. I've gotten a few emails from some of you guys on more than one basis, which I always appreciate. And it just makes me very happy when you do so. So uh, with that, Let's get on with this week's Just My Thoughts. This week's Just My Thoughts is short and sweet 
because I've actually not been paying attention to too much of what's been going on in current events. And part of that is due to, I was dealing with some family stuff this week. Everything is fine. Um, but I was just, just staying away from things that I just didn't want to engage in. So what I will do this week though, and just my thoughts is share some of the content that I've been taking in and kind of choosing to, uh, to interact with. So the first thing that I will recommend, and I will talk about this more in this week's show is a book by Tiffany Dufu, who is the chief leadership offer at Levo League. And her book is called Drop the Ball. And I'm about halfway through it, but I heard her first on a podcast that I listened to called The Call. And also she did an interview on Lisa Nicole Bell's uh, Behind the Brilliance podcast. And I realized, and I always say this to you guys, that I listen to a lot of things, right? I think about, uh, I listen to a lot of books, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And so what I want to do is share some of the the lessons that I'm getting from those books and the content that I'm taking in and share recommendations with you because I know a lot of people who listen to podcasts want to know about other podcasts and podcasters tend to listen to um, other podcasts as well. Maybe not a whole bunch. I subscribe to so many and I've mentioned that before, but I think that there's so much great content out there. And, uh, and this is somewhat of a plug for me and I feel awkward saying it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I did an interview with my friends over at um, Paychecks and Balances, which is a great professional development and finance-based podcast run by my homeboy, Rich Jones, who I've known since undergrad and his co-host, Marcus. And we had such a good conversation. I had such a good time talking to them. And we talked about workplace relationships, setting boundaries, a bit of my own professional journey between making career pivots and somewhat of transitions. We talked about my love for Harold gummy bears, which is like a huge deal. But I just want to, well, I guess my point is in sharing, well, in sharing that I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. That's gotten some really great feedback. And thank you all to some of my new listeners who listen to me now because of, they heard my interview on that podcast. So I appreciate you coming over and sharing some of your, your podcast, uh, playlist space with me, but there is so much free information available that and not necessarily always free because you know the the way that I listen to audiobooks comes with a paid subscription but when you are curious about something or when you want to get outside of your own head there are so many options and resources available for you to get great insight and great information on different people and or, or from different people about a variety of topics. I mean, if you want to talk about, you can listen to podcasts about the economy. You can listen to podcasts about professional development. You can listen to podcasts about food and eating healthy. I came across one the other day um, talking about just being a millennial Christian called Christ Over Culture. There is a podcast called, um, I think it's called Food Heaven. Um, I might have made that name up. But basically what I'm going to do is link to these, link to some of the podcasts that I'm listening to in the show notes so that you can get, just reach out, just see more podcasts, see what's out there. Uh, I just finished listen to, listening to a story uh, that was put together by Wondry called S-Town. That one has, it, it's a great story. It gives a, It's a great example of the complications that someone's life can have. So I say all that to say that there's a lot of great content out there and I if you're interested in hearing 
my thoughts on a specific thing, please send me an email, Tiffany at how does she do a podcast.com. Sometimes you have to take a break from the negativity that is often out there in the in, in what is being current covered in current events. Not to say that you bury your head in the sand and not be involved or aware of what's going on, but sometimes you just have to stay away because there are other things that need to be that need to be taken care of, like your own mental health. You you have to reset for yourself or you have to focus on your family. And so the noise of what's going on in social media, it can be distracting. But with that, I want to bring up something that I noticed that happened in that happened last week as of this recording. But Shea Moisture is a company that makes that has a product line that is primarily geared towards people of color, women of color, black women in particular, I believe. And they have been, you know, slowly growing over the years and recently have become a much, a little bit more mainstream. They are, they have, um, they have their products in target now, which is great because it's easily accessible, but they put out an advertisement that was making it very clear that, they are expanding the reach of their market. And so the conversation is kind of revolving all around a few different questions. One of them is how, why was this ad made in the way that it was made? Basically it, it just, it seemed tone deaf, right? That's how I read, that's how it came across to me. Other people are asking, well, you know, just because the company started out servicing this particular market, is it wrong for them to want to expand? And I don't think that anyone wants a company not to expand, but I think people want their, people want to be honored and respected, especially when you're true and sole consumers or you're the heaviest and largest group that is supporting you, they want to know that you support them. They want to know that you are remembering their contributions to your growth and not feeling like you are a kind of turning your back on them. And you can make that into a, you know, a larger life lesson that you always remember where you come from. And that even as you expand into a new career, into a new direction, into a new level of success, that you don't have to, you don't have to you know, not want to achieve that next level of success, but you should never forget to reach back and keep bringing forward the people who were growing, who helped you grow to where you were. So I think that that's kind of the, the, the main issue. I mean, there are several issues and you can even get it get into it from a marketing perspective, a business perspective, just all of these different like kind of granular, um, and, and analysis. But the bottom line is that you don't forget where you came from. You don't forget who has helped make you who you are. And it's, it's, and as I'm sitting here thinking about the week that I was just able to spend with my mom, and my brother and sisters and thinking about the the gr- the gratitude that I have for for the people in my life who have always supported me and always make me feel as though I'm so successful and like I, I, that I and I still have and I'm grateful for the success that I have and I still have leaps and bounds that I hope to go but just thinking about how important it is to remember where you came from even when where you came from comes with some issues it comes with some challenges you've experienced some growing pains that you have to always pay homage to what has helped make you who you are. And those are this week's Just My Thoughts. This week is a little special, or this episode, I should say, because I am recording six days before my 32nd birthday. And 
every time I say it out loud, I have I smile and and kind of just think about where I am, where I thought I would be 10 years ago and how different my reality is from what my expectation was, even from thinking about where I was just one year ago from, from even today. And so what I want to do this week is kind of is share some of reflections on the last year of my life and a few questions that I've come up with that I am going to start to use to filter the experiences and decisions and opportunities that I have that come across my my desk, my email screen, you know, whatever, uh, as I think about where I am right now and where I want to go. So I titled this episode Intentional Reflections on Life and Love because so much of the last year of my life has been related to my feelings around love. And it started out with a breakup. And if you have been listening for a long time, you remembered at one point, I would make a few and far between references to, uh, to a boo that I had. And, um, shortly after the beginning of last year, my relationship ended and I was rocked to my core. And when I, and I, and I don't say that lightly because that relationship was very significant to me and I'm not going to go into too many details about the relationship itself because it, I think it was great for what it was. And it has, I think has made me a better person, has made me a better woman, but the, I think the result of the breakup, it really forced me to be by myself for the first time in a very, very long time. And for that, minus the pain and the, you know, really ugly cries that I have had to do over the last, um, you know, year or so, I am so grateful for the growth that has come in light of it. Where do I begin? I guess really what I wanted to just talk about is how important it is to love yourself first. And loving yourself first does not come at the expense or have to come at the expense of having relationships and love for other people. But what I realized in the last year is that I spent, I I have a lot of love to give. I care about the people who are close to me to an immense degree, as I think most of us do. But that love for other people often was kind of overshadowed the importance I placed on really learning to love myself and invest in that loving relationship with caring about who I was and my confidence and my relationship with God, which has grown leaps and bounds in the last year because I had no other option, right? I, uh, for me, going to God and taking time to reflect and pray for pain to go away as a result of this relationship and me trying to find an answer to a question that it wasn't really mine to ask. It really forced me to get comfortable with myself and to learn to be vulnerable again in a way that I hadn't been vulnerable in a long time and to really face some realities about myself that about what I want and what I don't want and what I was willing to to compromise in order to have 
a relationship that might not have been necessarily the best, best relationship for me or, um, or my partner at the time. And so as I think about approaching 32, I can't help but think about where I was right be- right as I turned 31. I was two months out of my this relationship that I thought was going to be the relationship that was going to be, you know, going to marriage and children and building, you know, king and queen empires and all that kind of good stuff that and hashtag goals and all that good, all that good stuff. And, um, remembered being very sad and somber on my birthday. Like I tried really, really hard. My friends tried really, really hard to kind of make me feel better. And I ended up having a good time with some of my, some of my friends, but thinking about how I was in a space of asking why me and what did I do wrong? And I spent a lot of maybe the first six months of, um, you know, after the breakup spent like thinking and trying to rationalize what I had done wrong and what could have, what I could have done better and differently. And not that that's a wrong question to ask, but it does, it leaves you, it can leave you, I should say, placing blame solely on your own shoulders. And when we think about the relationships that we have with anyone, it's important for us to always be very aware of how we are contributing to that relationship. What are we doing to contribute to the dynamic that we are having with the person, be it a friendship, be it a romantic relationship, be it a relationship with a member of your family, your siblings, your boss, every interaction, every, you know, it takes two people to have a relationship. And so you just as much as we can point fingers at what someone else is or isn't doing, you also have to remember to pay attention to what you are doing that is contributing to the interaction that you're having. And so I was kind of wallowing in that space of trying to figure out what I was, why I wasn't good enough. And when you think about what that question implies is that there was something wrong with me, not to say that there's not something that could have been that we that I could not have improved on, but it comes from a place of defeat. It comes from a place of lack. It comes from a place of of guilt. It comes from a place of shame or wanting to um, to 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 not look to see how the other person contributed to where we ended up at, as at the very end of our relationship. So that was a bit of a ramble, but what I want to really get to is where I've, as the, if you could, if you can imagine a, a bell curve, so to speak of if the, if the peak of the, the curve was the greatest, you know, saddest point, how coming to the other side and reaching that peak and then coming to the other side to, to feel the kind of joy that I feel today. And when I think about where I am today and how I want to live my life going forward for this next year of my life, the word that I think about is intention and how everything that I do or do not do has to be created minus my, my, you know, Netflix and Hulu binges, because those things are the intention there is to just relax and kind of let your brain go numb for a little bit. But when I think about the situations that I find myself in, the opportunities that I pursue or do not pursue, the actions that I take as it comes to growing my business and growing my career, the interactions that I have with other people, what is the intention behind it? And that that thought 
comes from, you hear a lot of people talk about intention, but that idea really kind of cemented in me when I listened to a podcast called Making Oprah, and I may have uh, mentioned it on here before, but when Oprah's career was kind of taking off and her show was growing to be the the empire that it was by the time she, she um, took it off of the air several years ago, the word that she would talk to her producers about and her writers was intention. And if it did not, if the show did not have an intention that aligned with her values and her vision for the network and for the the show itself, then she was not going to do it. And so that was the, the thing that always, it, everything came back to. And when I think about the intention that I would like to have for my life and the things that I say I want and the, the things that I need to do to get there, that means, and when you think about your own life, that means that you can't just do any and everything if for the sake of doing it to keep yourself busy or to add another bullet point to your resume or to find yourself just in different places and, and doing different things if it doesn't align with the things that you say you want. Because what will end up happening is you will can overburden yourself. You can be doing a million and one different things and not finding a common thread that is moving you toward the thing that you say you want. And along those same lines, I came up with these questions. And this idea came from two places. I mentioned uh, Tiffany Dufu's book, called Drop the Ball that she recently released. And she has been on a few different podcasts and I listened to her and I was like, I have to go get this book right away. So I, I downloaded the book and have been listening to it in audio. And one of the things that she has done with her husband and thinking about her whole idea of making sure that she's not spending her time doing things that are not the highest and best use that she can make and contribute to the world. She and her husband came up with kind of a compass for themselves in the form of these questions. And that, when she mentioned that, it reminded me something else that I saw in a book called Essentialism that kind of takes that same concept and, and gives you kind of a set of criteria that you have to, that you filter opportunities and experiences through in order to determine if this is something that you should or should not be participating in. So when I think about these five questions that I'm going to share with you, the idea is not necessarily for you to take these exact questions that I have developed, but to think about what things, three to five things, do you want to ask yourself when you're faced with a new experience, when you're faced with a new opportunity, or when you find yourself feeling a certain kind of way? And what can you, what question can you call to mind to use to determine and filter this experience through, to filter this feeling through, to filter this experience through? And how will, can these questions help keep you on a track that is aligned with the intention that you have identified with your life, that is aligned with the thing that you say you want and with the goals that you have and with the relationships that you want to have and with the knowledge that you say you want to have and the fitness and the health and all of these different things, you can come up with a series of, of things that you want to think about. So the first question that I came up with is, what does God's word say about this? That is a question that I find myself asking, maybe not as often as I should, but more frequently than I have in the past. And the reason why is because I've been, I've been in a kind of group Bible study with a, group, a couple of my friends for over a year now at this point. And we have been doing, the, the app that we use is called The First Five. And right now we are in 
Sam, we're studying Second Samuel, which is largely around the story and life of David, who was a king and who ended up, um, you know, the his lineage is where Jesus Jesus is connected to his ancestry and to David, King David's lineage. But what I love about this story is the, it is so human. Like a lot of times people make this assumption that the Bible is this lofty book of rules and super rigid and it's just like dry. It is when the, the kids call things lit. When I talk about, when you say the, the, the kind of drama that happens in the Old Testament, like which is where we've been studying like a lot for the last several, several weeks, there is so much drama and David, his, his journey by himself, you could talk about him for books and books and weeks and weeks and episodes and episodes. And I say all that to say that when I think about what God's word says about any situation, the things that we see and experience every day in our lives, the feelings we, they might not have had technology and social media bullying and all that kind of stuff and that kind of nature of comparison, but the human emotion and the human experience is embodied so heavily and so strongly in the Bible. And there are stories and there are verses that point to and provide answers to questions that we ask ourselves. And it's in, and it's in this book, there's inspiration there. There's something to tell you to check yourself. There are, there's stuff about finances and wealth and your physical health and relationships and love and sacrifice and like so many different determination and all faith and prayer and so many things that you, for example, if you want to ask, like, how should I pray? There is an example of the prayer in the Lord's prayer, our father, like, and that is in the Bible. Like, so it's all that, that question to me is central to how I am trying to learn to filter the experiences and the emotions that I have through understanding what the word says and how therefore I should govern my life and how I should kind of change my thinking about something or try to, to live to in this direction. The second question that I came up with is how can I contribute in a way that allows me to apply my highest and best use to a situation, need, or experience? And the the phrasing, and this question generally comes from and is inspired by Tiffany Dufu. And this is a, a point that she makes, particularly in the part of the book that I'm listening to right now, where she talks about making and applying your highest and best use of your time to situations and experiences that you have. Basically, am I doing something that I could delegate and give to somebody else? Or am I wasting my time doing whatever this thing that is that I'm doing? And if I can think about, and if you can think about the things that you do every day, for example, if we're at work and you know that someone else is better at doing something than you, should you rack your brain to try and do that thing? And I've heard Gary Vaynerchuk talk about this. And a lot of people, there's this, there's this, this kind of, um, conflicting thoughts that we have to get better at the things that we're bad at and make sure that, you know, our, make our weaknesses become our strengths. There's another school of thought that says, if you're not so good at something, don't even bother doing it. Give it to somebody else. If you, if you can, and and find a way to delegate that thing. Some of us are not really good at cooking. Some of us are not really good at freestyling recipes off the top of our head. That's why they have companies like Blue Apron and HelloFresh and all these new you know mail meal preparation and delivery services. There are some people in a household who can. Some people can fold laundry and do laundry better than others. You well, some person should be doing laundry and some per person should be doing something else that they're better at. So for me, when I think about 
the thing that I, um, you know, when it comes to things related to my business or for you, when you think about things related to your fitness and your health, should you be trying to come up, come up with your own workout plan? Because there are YouTube videos and professionals and personal trainers and all of these people who have the expertise to make, to not have you spend time doing something what that is not your highest and best use in order to help you become more healthy, healthy and better at something, right? So think about those things in your life that are better suited to if they are done by somebody else. Think about those things in your life that are would allow you to, would free up time, mental energy, and, you know, um, just, and just space to, for yourself to do the thing that you are better at and given somebody else an opportunity to shine. The third question that I'm going to start to ask myself is, does this opportunity get me closer to one or more of my goals? There are so many ways to keep busy and to get involved in things that you don't have any business getting involved in just because it's shiny, it's new, it seems like a great thing for you to do. And I am so good at finding something new to spend my energy on trying to learn about. If I could tell you the number of like videos that I've downloaded and worksheets and eBooks and all this kind of stuff, because I'm like, oh, this is like a great thing. And so, and then thinking about like, going to be on, you know, if someone asked me to come speak at something or do this or do that, does that mean, does the ask mean that I have to do? And so for you, when you think about the things that come your way, the opportunities that come your way, a new job opportunity, for example, and this is where it can get really tricky, especially if you have some thoughts, some second thoughts and some feelings about where you're currently working or who you're currently working with or the role that you currently have, just because you see a new job opportunity, does that mean that opportunity is the thing that you should be pursuing? Does that thing actually get you closer to one or more of your goals? That is a question to that you can use to filter the experiences and invitations that you receive, right? Because just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Just because that opportunity is open and available doesn't mean it's an opportunity that's open and available to you or for you. So that's something that I think as I continue to get myself busier and busier in doing a number of different things that I have to remember that just because it's available to me doesn't mean it's something I need to be involved with. And there are a number of other people who could be better suited and who this opportunity is actually for that I should not stand in the way of giving someone else an opportunity to be somewhere where they should be and to keep myself out of something I should not be in. So when you think about things that come your way, when you think about experiences and opportunities you have to do things, make sure that those things are aligned with the goals that you've set for yourself. And and the, the FOMO is real. Like the fear of missing out is a very, very real thing. And I know it for sure because I, I experience that very often. I get some of these emails with the, you know, the countdown and there's only 12 hours left on this offer and all these kinds of things. And I, and I feel that pressure, but it's like, is, do I need this thing to get me from where I am? to where I need to be? And if the answer is no, then be okay with walking away. The fourth question that I'm asking myself as I align, try to align my life with my intention is, does this align with my current or desired values? So goals and values are related, but they are different. And there are 
a lot of places that we can go, a lot of places that we can be, and a lot of things that we can align ourselves with. But the bottom line is that you have to ask is, does this thing align with the things that I say I value? Does this thing align with the things I say that are my values? And you can also even go a little bit further and say, does this thing add to my value, right? So if, for example, there's a place that you just know you don't, like a kind of space that you just don't want to be in anymore. For example, going to the club. I'm not really a big fan of that anymore. And does being there, being there's nothing wrong with going there if you want to go there, but does that, is that place where I want to be? Does this align with the kinds of things that I am trying to do? Does this align with the things that I say I currently value in my life or the, does, and the thing that I want to value uh, in the future? And if the answer is no, be okay with that. If the answer is yes, then go with it. If you, if, if, if that thing fits with something that you care about and that you want to embody, go with that thing. If it does not, do not go with that thing. And it's, it's simple, but it's, and I know I'm saying it, it's that like in a way that it's simple, but it, that the calculation is not always that simple. It's not always that, that easy to just make a yes or no decision in that way, but it should become that easy. And that's what my hope is not to say that I want to, I'm cutting out because one of the things that is important to me is fun and fellowship and all those kinds of things. But you have to think about the bigger picture and where you're trying to go and to start acting and doing things that align with the things that you say you want for yourself. So that's the just thinking about what your current values are, what your desired values are, and making decisions in a way that reflect what those values are and how you want to live your life. And the last question is, am I balancing my feelings with the facts? Said another way, or not said another way, but let me explain it. So feelings are always real, but they're not always the truth. And I heard Valerie Burton say that first. And I think, and I've heard it in a few different, in a few different iterations, but feelings are very, very powerful. Feelings are often the things that we first use to inform decisions and actions that we take. The challenge with that is the feelings are not always informed or aligned with the facts of a particular situation. So for example, I spent the better part of last year struggling with what I was worth and feeling as though I was now expendable and not good enough. When reality, the facts of the situation, I'm not worth less because I have a, I broke up with someone. I'm not less valuable or less desirable because a relationship did not work out. The facts of the situation was that two people no longer fit and were not a fit for each other. The feelings made, made that seem so much more, um, of a reflection of who I was as a woman and as a person. And so what we have to do is we have to challenge our own internal narrative and our own internal feelings with the reality of what is actually happening in front of us. If you know that you are a good employee, or if you know that you're a good friend, or you know that you're, you know, putting out something into the world that is counter to what your feelings are saying, or if you, if you feel as though, you are not able to do something. You can think about a time in your life where you 
thought you couldn't do something and ended up doing that thing, right? So does does your do your feelings reflect what is real the actual reality or do you your feelings of fear is that does that actually have a root in your ability to do something or not do something? The answer is always no, right? I like the answer is always no. We our fears can really drive our beliefs in our limitations and our feelings can limit the actions that we take because they warp the our view on the facts and the reality but what you have to do is learn to spend time and be aware of the feelings that you're having i'm not saying that having the feeling themselves is the problem allowing your feelings to determine your direction is not always the right thing to do. If your feelings are the first thing that you act upon, if it's the first thing that you use to make a decision, then sometimes that, those feelings can lead you down the wrong path. They can either keep you from doing things that you need to do. They can either have you doing things that you should not be doing because they are driving your actions in a direction that they should not be driving you in. So just a quick recap of those questions. Number one, what does God's word say about this? Number two, can I contribute in a way that allows me to apply my highest and best use to this situation, need, or experience? Shout out to Tiffany Dufu for that question. Number three, does this opportunity get me closer to one or more of my goals? Four, does this align with my current or desired values? And five, am I balancing my feelings with the facts? And like I said, those questions, I think I've come to those questions as a result of the reflections that I have had and made over my life for the last year. And you are more than welcome to take those questions and run with them. But I encourage you to think about your own life and think about the things that matter to you and think about the things that you would like to use as your kind of filter for the lens through which you see the world, you see the opportunities that you have, you see your interactions with others, you see the desired interactions that you would like to have with your with other people or the desired relationship that you like to have with yourself. And I started this episode talking about where I've come in the last year. And when I, I can't even really begin with the time left that I'd like to keep this episode under, you know, five hours, because I could talk for so long about the way that I've seen God's hand in my life and the literal opening of doors and opportunities for me in light of the space that I now have in my life, in light of the way that I am more confident in who I am and in what I want and where I stand. And that is not an accident. It did not come easy. It did not come without a lot of hard conversations with myself, a lot of time spent in prayer, a lot of time having an amazing group of friends and family to to get me through what was a really hard time. And I think, you know, a lot of times we have these experiences in our lives, especially when it comes to relationships. And I know I did this and maybe I can only speak for myself, where I tried to downplay how important 
this relationship was to me. And so it put me in this kind of loop of minimizing the amount of pain that I should or should not have been in as a result of, of, um, of, of the relationship coming to an end. So I just encourage you to think about where you are. Your birthday might not be coming up until the end of the year, but just think about where you are today and where you've, where you were this time last year. And I'm so grateful for the struggle. I'm so grateful for the, 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 kind of way that this experience forced me to come to grips and come closer to a relationship with myself and come closer to a relationship with God in a way that I have not experienced before. And I am not there's this, please do not listen to this and hear that I am, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy because I'm happy, right? I do desire to be in a relationship. I do desire to get married and have a family one day. Um, but I have, I'm happy. And that was not something that I could say even for that. I, I would say with the kind of true depth and feeling that I feel today, even four or five months ago. So I encourage you to take whatever time that you need to find your joy for yourself, independent of any relationship that you have with anyone. Because when you do that, that then allows you to have better relationships with other people because you're first most important relationship, the relationship that you would have with yourself then allows you to have a better relationship with God and then allows you to be, to have a more free and open and vulnerable and close relationship to the people that matter the most to you. And it's not always easy. There are always bumps in, in every relationship and in every road and every journey, but those bumps, those challenges, those struggles teach us the most about who we are and what we have to offer to this world. So I want to thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It? This, if you have any questions, any comments, thoughts on this episode, please feel free to send me an email to Tiffany at how does she do a podcast.com. Interact with me on social media. I'm at Tiff South on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat, and that's Tiff with two F's. Follow the show, how does underscore she do it on Instagram and Twitter. Catch me on Facebook. Um, you know, and you can find me, you can find me there. All the links to connect with me are in the show notes. You just have to tap the artwork on this episode and, and all the links will come up or you can visit how does she do a podcast.com. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace.